after uh, the events of the past week. Yep, Adam says, just a touch. Every little bit helps. Donna Taylor, yep. Mm -hmm. I uh, got an email from a friend who had written some song lyrics for the occasion and I replied with um, couldn't decide between uh, I can see clearly now and uh, what was the other one? Uh, I forget, but anyway, you know, you get the idea. Brian is floating, in fact. Yes. <laughs> John Liga quoting Nancy Pelosi, what a difference a day makes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> never Lynn says she never thought she'd see Bon Jovi doing Here Comes the Sun. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hit the road, Jack. Uh-huh. That would that was apt. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I know the other one that I thought it was the Hallelujah Chorus. <laughs> All right, we are good to go on Facebook. Welcome if you are joining us on that platform. Glad to have you with us. We will be starting in just a moment. Um, if you are visiting us from another UU or Ethical Culture Congregation, please feel free to mention that in the chat. We love having our uh, sibling uh, community visitors with us. Um, and I see people are doing a good job of having their greetings go to all panelists and attendees. So I guess maybe I don't need to remind you about that again. Yeah, Joe London, happy days are here again. Yeah, we could, uh, we could go on for quite a while with apt song references today, couldn't we? I think we are about to get started. So let me just suggest that if you want to have a candle with you for our candle lighting in a few minutes, uh, this would be a good time to get that as well as anything you want to be drinking or cuddling with uh, for the next little while that we're spending together. Good morning, Alex and Jennifer Linkletter and Julie Drizzen and anybody else that I missed as I was talking. Uh, glad to have you all with us today. Ah, we have a hi from St. Louis. Trish, glad to have you with us. And Johnny and Wayne, good morning. Johnny, you sent it to all panelists. Um, you might want to change that to all panelists and attendees if you want everybody to see your messages. Okay, I think maybe I'll turn it over to Lynn at this point. Thanks, Perry. Good morning and welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I'm Lynn Cox. You can use they, them pronouns for me and I'm the interim leader here. Today's platform is about finding a sense of community and connection, awe and wonder by reflecting on the scientific understanding of the origins of the universe. Opening words are adapted from Marge Kipe. As surely as we belong to the universe, we belong together. We join here to transcend the isolated self, to reconnect. To know ourselves to be at home 
here on earth under the stars. Linked with each other. Let us gather together. We begin today's platform with music from our guest, nationally known singer-songwriter Peter Mayer. Hello everyone at Washington Ethical Society. Uh, my name is Peter Mayer. I'm a singer-songwriter from Minnesota, and I'm so glad to be sharing some songs with you today. Um, the theme of We Are Stardust is very close to my heart. I'm excited about the idea of our spiritual connection to science and, and how privileged we are to live in an age where we know so much more than we used to about the nature of reality. And so I'm constantly inspired to try and uh, try and write songs that grapple with some of that stuff. And the fact that most of the atoms in our bodies come from stars is, is one of those beautiful facts that we now know and that we can somehow incorporate into our into our spiritual lives. I think that's an amazing, profound idea. And so I've picked out a few songs that um, that kind of you know, incorporate that idea into into the lyric. This this song is called uh, "When You Dream," and the song is uh, about. Uh, how it's important to imagine um, the larger context that we are a part of, indeed the story of the universe itself. And so anyway, uh, I'll start with that one, When You Dream. Dry your root 
take hold of the star and bring it burning inside you only to remind you all this is what you are this is what you Wow, I can see we are going to have a tough act to follow today. Good morning. Welcome once again to the Washington Ethical Society. My name is Perry Biter. My pronouns are he, him, and his, and I am today's officiant. Visitors from near and far, we especially welcome you. We hope that you'll say hello in the chat and that you might send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, at M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org. You can also fill out a connection form. Maceo will put that link in the chat. And we hope that you'll join us after the platform for virtual coffee hour to say hello in person there. Our chat will stay open for much of the morning, uh, closing for the platform address itself and then reopening. If you don't want to see the chat, this is a good time to go ahead and minimize it. Each week, a member of our community reads our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared values in each other's voices. If you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc slash read SOP. This week, our reader is Judy Myers, AKA Judy Ohm. Uh, you may remember that Judy read our statement of purpose a, I don't know, a few weeks ago, perhaps. Uh, so you may have already heard me mention that she's been a longtime member of ethical culture, both here and at the Northern Virginia Society, uh, and that she sings in the chorus. But what you haven't heard yet is that she is also in training to join our merry band of Sunday officiants. So we're really welcome, looking forward to welcoming her into that group. Uh, Judy, your turn. I think you're muted. It works so much better when you unmute. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in, human, in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Judy. As Judy lights a candle at her home and those of you who have candles ready light yours, I invite everyone to join me in the candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future 
for all. Mm. Thank you, Perry, and thank you, Judy. So often I say that I don't know if a story happened exactly this way, but I believe it's true. And usually I say that so that we can find room for moral and emotional truth in stories that may be folklore or myth or remixed history. And today, I don't know if the story happened exactly this way because it's a scientific story and scientists are learning all the time. This is a story that's as close as I can figure out from current scientific theory, and I believe it's true. And I'm looking forward to learning how this story changes with new discoveries. Once upon a time, there was no space, no time, no light, no stars. There was 13.7 billion years ago, what scientists call the singularity, one single point of incredible density. And then the singularity expanded. In this expansion, forces like gravity formed. And within three seconds, three elements formed, hydrogen, helium, and lithium. But there were still no stars. The first generation of stars didn't come along until 50 million to 150 million years later. And galaxies were even later than that. Everything that made space, time, gravity, the elements, and eventually stars came from that singularity. The first generation of stars were mainly made of hydrogen and helium, and they formed and they burned and then they exploded in supernova. And in that process, they cooked up new elements like carbon, iron and oxygen, without which the earth would not be possible. And these new elements were made of building blocks from the first elements. Nothing new was added to the universe. All of this came from change. Our sun and our solar system kept this dance of change going and formed 90 billion years after the Big Bang. Everything in our solar system, everything that we can see or touch, every particle of our body was once part of the burning heart of a first generation star. We are made of star stuff. Our whole universe is an interdependent web tracing our origins back to a shared beginning. We and the universe are connected. And the universe has a history and legacy of change, of transformation. Change is the way of the universe. And there are two reasons I wanna tell you this story today. One is to remind you that you are made of star stuff. You and the people you live with or talk with on Zoom or otherwise visit with, and even the people you don't get along with so well. All are made of star stuff, shiny and resilient and energetic. The other reason is that Wes is in a time of change. Our city and our country are changing. We are adapting and making way for better days. And Wes is in an interim time, a time in between long-term senior clergy leaders, a time for this community to reflect on your goals and values and get ready to partner with someone new. I want you to remember that you are built for change. Every atom in your body has known change, 
individually and as a congregation and as a society, we have long memories of transformation, of being different than what we were and yet still connected. For endings, beginnings, and the dance of change that is older than time and space, we give thanks. So ends the story. Thank you for listening. As we breathe into our connections with each other, with the stars, and with all that all matter, let's enter into the centering time of our platform. Each week, we ring the chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of the more than 2,700 people in cities and towns across Russia said to have been arrested in protests of the arrest of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. And of the family of the late Hank Aaron, one of the all-time great baseball players, a black man who received a flood of hate, racist hate mail, including threats of kidnapping and murder, just for passing Babe Ruth to become the home run king. The struggle for freedom and equality continues here and around the world. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. So be it. Let's continue our meditation by focusing on our breath. Breathe in, being present with the experience of inhaling, and breathe out, being present with the experience of exhaling. Notice if you are in a stable position where you are sitting or standing. Notice any tension you're holding. Breathe in, breathe out. The air that we breathe contains nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, and trace elements. And the air that we breathe out contains those same elements in slightly different amounts, plus a little more hydrogen and oxygen in the form of water vapor. Breathe in, breathe out. The air in our lungs is made of star stuff, just like the material that makes up the rest of our bodies, the buildings we're in, the living earth around us. Breathe in, remembering our connections to the beginning of the universe, and breathe out, resting in our connections with all matter in the present moment. Breathe in, knowing that you are part of a community and a tradition that celebrates reason and science. And breathe out, sharing the love that guides our application of reason. Breathe in, knowing we are connected with the human family. And breathe out, 
remembering the connections you make with compassion. We are aware of our connections with those who migrate, those who are caught up in systems of immigration or incarceration, those for whom the courts offer no justice, those who are profiled in a climate of fear and racism, those who face barriers to medical care or food security. We breathe in, remembering our common humanity, and we breathe out, committed to open hearts and moral witness. Let us reach out in support of our neighbors. We are aware of our connections with those who are in pain, in despair, in recovery, in mourning. They are nearby and far away. They are friends and family. They are neighbors whose sorrows we may or may not know. We breathe in, holding these people and events in mind and heart. And we breathe out, sending loving kindness across the interdependent web. Let us reach out in companionship. We are aware of our connections with the stars, with the solar system, with the moon, with our own blue-green planet. We breathe in, remembering that we are part of the layered ecosystems of this earth. And we breathe out, committing to be responsible in our connections with life. Breathe in, breathe out, and bring your attention to the place where you are, to the beloved people in your life at present, to your own body. This, we, are made of star stuff. We are all connected and we continue our meditation in silence. This song is inspired by the fact that not only do the atoms in our bodies come from stars, but we rely every day on our own star, the sun, for the energy we need to live. This is called The Morning. Come the sun 
I can't hold on to sorrow It's always gone tomorrow Fading away At the first bird calling There is hate But there is more love I know for I am born of The same night That made the morning So in the eastern sky You'll find me At the break of day When I'll be Back again Open morning glory, telling hopeful stories of the heart. Today's reading is an excerpt from The Radiant Heavenly City, issue 31 of Alan Moore's comic book series, Promethea. Begun like all adventures with a bang, all space, all time, even this instant now, explodes, <coughs> excuse me, explodes from naught into forever, an exceptionally lucky diamond pool break. Against all odds, had this explosion happened differently, we have a cosmos capable of forming solar systems, planets, life, of forming us to witness everything. This is the strong anthropic principle. Sentient life appears to be what all existence is contrived to engineer, the point of all these atoms, nebulae, and conflagrations. A midnight snow globe flecked with novas happening all at once in four dimensions, all time, even time's end, caught within this glittering, endless hypermoment. Our consciousness, a startling outgrowth of the universe, is possibly its most important part, the fraction of existence that can think, feel, marvel at itself. 
we are all space-time's sensory organs, space-time's mind, our thoughts and lives not but the three-dimensional material expression of its blazing and immortal soul. This jewel of being, big band flared at one end, big crunch at the other, simultaneous, all going on right now, a perfect frozen fire. The world is young, our most remote ancestors not yet born. The world is old and we have all been dead for decades, centuries. Don't you remember? Complex self-organizing life somehow emerges from the boiling clay of space-time. Pin sparks of awareness dust its countenance, plankton imperatives and moss agendas, lungfish dreams. The Big Bang never ended. All things, every star, each world, each species, everything we make or do or think, all part of its continuing eruption. Here we stand for our brief moment amidst the blaze and thunder, marveling as fire streams, streamers from the blast sprout fins, flamingo feathers, Chrysler buildings. This astounding tumble into being as if an explosion at a chemical works has somehow spat out an ornamental garden, a cathedral, and a zoo. All things are precipitated by the nature of existence. Nothing, therefore, is unnatural, be it beehive or termite mound or all our shining poisoned cities. Everything is universe. Everything is holy. Life and consciousness creation's rarest embers. Our caduceus DNA, a brilliant flaw, twists through this starry four-dimensional jeweled orrery. And all of us, the life snake's myriad contingencies, embroiled in three dimensions, suffering time's illusion, fear our end, don't understand each second is eternal here forever. Our lives are baubles, decades wide, suspended in eternity, each hour immortal. Triumphs, heartbreaks, heaven, hell, paradise everlasting, endless punishment. No instant ever dies. Live joyfully, live well. Thanks, Perry. The story of the universe's origins fill me with awe and wonder. How about you? In particular, today, the scientific story of the universe leads me to reflect on time and change, awe and wonder. In this morning's story, we talked about what happened between the first few seconds of the universe to eight and a half billion years later with the formation of a young planet Earth. Within a fraction of a second after the Big Bang, subatomic particles formed. And within a few minutes, the universe had hydrogen and helium. Yet it took a couple of hundred million years for the universe to generate light in what we think of as visible wavelengths. Some changes seem to happen instantly and some take a long time to manifest. Science gives us evidence for a lineage that traces back to the beginning of time, or at least the beginnings of time this time around. All of the elements in our bodies came from that first generation of stars cooking hydrogen and helium 
into things like carbon, oxygen, iron, calcium. To quote Carl Sagan, we are made of star stuff. Everything that makes up the molecules of us, the ground we walk or roll on, the water we drink, the food we eat, the clouds in the sky, every atom of everything that we can see or touch or know was once part of the burning heart of a star. You are part of the universe. You are part of the story of time and space, change and revolution, cooling down and burning bright again. Remembering that the sun is also a star. Amanda Gorman's inaugural poem, The Hill We Climb, invoked a similar sense of awe and wonder along with a sense of history and responsibility to go with it. We will rebuild, re reconcile, recover, and every known nook of our nation and every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge, battered and beautiful. When the day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always a light if we're only if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. We should be humble because those who would like to hold our communities, our nation and our world back from turning are also made of star stuff. The parts of ourselves that shrink from growth or responsibility are also made of star stuff. Yet the parts of ourselves that climb the people in our communities who lead us forward, our collective potential for repair and courage, all draw from the same physical and chemical energy that was present at the dawn of the universe. As a nation, we have reasons for hope and we have reasons for caution. There are reasons to believe that our commitment to doing the next right thing may actually have an impact in this new day. There are reasons to believe that the work of activists and organizers, the work of those who have been relentless in their calls for compassion and justice, that work is beginning to bear fruit. And that is exactly why we must remain committed. We are not looking to go back to the way things were. The old ways left too many of our loved ones out of the circle of care. We are part of a story of time and space, change and revolution, cooling down and burning bright again. Let this turn around the hub of the galaxy be the time of burning bright when it comes to liberation. Let's find the courage to see the light and to be the light. At the very local level at WES, I believe that you have many reasons to be optimistic and excited about the future. I also recognize that you are in the midst of a lot of change. The transition between senior clergy leaders has been even more dramatic than the usual transition, coinciding with a pandemic, changes in how we work and live and learn in our lives outside of West, changes in our nation and our world. It's a lot to hold and it's not easy to be in between to be unsettled, to be in motion. And yet these places of uncertainty may bring us gifts of discernment and social emotional growth. You may be feeling like a hydrogen atom in the burning heart of a primordial star. Going from gas to liquid to solid doesn't sound comfortable or easy. 
Yet I know that you are resilient and strong and that becoming the community you are called to be means facing the future with courage. Knowing that change is happening can be balanced with a feeling of stillness that comes from observing the sky. We know that our sun has a lifespan as all stars do, but for the entirety of human history, we have relied on the turning earth that brings the sun into view at predictable times. The constellations change, but over millennia. So we feel like we have a connection with ancient stargazers. The moon phases come and go in ways that seem reliable. And when we can observe the moon, it calls to mind and heart the poetry of generations. We can feel connected in the midst of change. Change and connectedness are both true. Noticing the movement of matter and energy helps us to harness that change, to cooperate with the forces that create and uphold life. Sometimes change comes in the form of learning. We've learned a lot about the origins of the universe in the last 40 or 50 years. New telescopes let scientists see farther into the cosmos, which also means farther back in time as the light from long ago stars finally reaches us. Recently refined computer models lead astronomers to suggest a complex early universe with stars forming in companionship Previously, they thought that primordial stars, the mother stars as they were called, were formed in isolation. So perhaps if we have some metaphors rolling around in our head about how lonely it is to be a star, it's time to revise those. The universe has always been interdependent. We are made of star stuff. Our paths of transformation are bound up together. We are part of the same forces as the eternal lights in the heavens and we are part we are the way the universe has developed to know itself it seems to me that this lunar perspective in which we notice both the feeling of stillness and the signs of change could inspire those of us involved at west even when as a community is undergoing tremendous change there is something comforting about the reliability of a place like west with seasonal rhythms and generations of history. You meet every week. And though we can't spend much time there now, the building is still a home base, strong and stable. There is a spirit of history and heritage that moves through this community. There is continuity. And yet I also see a people on the move. I see youth who are asking tough questions and using their humanist values to be of service. I see adults whose concerns shift with the condition of the country and the cycle of life. I see vibrant activity for immigration justice and earth ethics. Newcomers become friends and eventually members. Communities change. We cannot assume that having always done something a certain way is going to continue to be the best method for channeling our energy. We cannot assume that there is such a thing as going back to normal in which all will be restored just as it was before we plunged into this transition. The universe moves on. What is this community called to do together? How are you inspired to cooperate with the forces that create and uphold life? How are we called to move in the world alongside our movement partners 
in the American Ethical Union, the Unitarian Universalist Association, and our interfaith community. As surely as the moon circles the earth, as surely as the tides pull in and out, the world around us is changing. We are going to need to be open to surprise and adaptation when things don't happen the way we expect. In our quest to be a hospitable, compassionate, open-minded, and open-hearted people, we are going to need to change to stay true to our values and our expectations of ourselves. What that means at the local level is up to you. Change can be scary. We might be nervous about asking more of ourselves at a time when current events leave some of us feeling drained. Even as there is an uptick of hope, the demands of our times and the way we process the dangers we have come through require energy. We might worry about losing the sense of security, of stillness that comes from keeping things the same. We might be hanging on to the threads of a wish that we might return to things as they were, even when those things aren't or working as well as they should. Change requires courage. Perhaps there have been times in your individual life when you felt the same way. Change requires courage and each one of us is a body in motion. With a lunar perspective, we see that stillness and change are simultaneous. They are both true depending on your vantage point. We can move with the tides and still take comfort in the assurance that this community provides a gentle welcoming light. In addition to this perspective on time and connectedness, science can lead us to a sense of wonder, learning more about rational scientific explanations for how the universe is unfolding only add to my feelings of awe and my gratitude for life. There is a sense of joy and connection in discovering that the same elements and laws of nature are at work in our bodies and among the galaxies. Knowing that the story of the cosmos has followed reliable laws of nature does not take away the amazement. Among all of the planets in all of the galaxies, the elements have combined to create a home for life here. Among all of the beings that have existed on this planet, we are among the lucky ones who can remember and imagine. In all of the history of humanity, short as it is, the people of our generations have the ability to learn directly about the surface of other planets, to send messages back out to the cosmos, to see images of our own planet swimming through space. We are lucky indeed. The universe has unfolded such that we have the precious and rare opportunity to seek and to understand. What meaning shall we draw from this? What do we want to do with this gift? It seems to me that letting ourselves revel in awe of the interdependent web would be a start. Sing praises, write poems, read scientific papers, some of you write scientific papers, do what you can do to spread enthusiasm for the world we are lucky enough to inherit. Keep doing those things. For humanists, the search for truth and meaning might be considered the equivalent of a spiritual practice. If we're ready to go further, we can advocate for the process of discovery. We can't take for granted the freedoms of accurate science in the classroom, 
scientific research unfettered by corporate interests or anti-science extremism, or the will to use our collective knowledge to preserve our planet. We must resist efforts to hold hostage our sense of hospitality and mutual responsibility. We must not give in to fear and racism. Remembering that all life is connected and all matter was at one time together in the singularity, we can recommit to understanding our interdependence. We are one planet. What happens to one affects us all. Our knowledge of unity does not lead us to deny differences or to politely gloss over ongoing harm or to avoid challenging those who would, would hurt human beings and this planet. As Amanda Gorman said, we've learned that quiet isn't always peace. Our knowledge of unity leads us to an ethic of care and a determination to remove the obstacles that humans have placed in the way of health, opportunity, and right relationship. A sense of wonder is a powerful thing. Let us honor the stars that we are made of with appreciation for the universe as it is and burning curiosity for what we have yet to learn. The stars twinkling in the night sky are fiery suns turning matter into energy every second of their existence. Change is the heritage of the universe. Embrace the changes ahead of you with the same sense of awe and wonder that you bring to the constellations, to the sunrise and sunset, to the visitations of comets. As Ms. Frizzle from the children's show, The Magic School Bus says, Take chances, make mistakes, get messy. You are made of star stuff, and now is the time for this nebula of stars to burn brightly and give birth to something new. May it be so. After some music, we'll have community sharing time when you can write into the chat about what resonated with you today. A framing question might help to spark a memory of a personal experience or your direct observation, it's like a writing prompt. You can take it or leave it. So the question today, how does science inspire you? How does it inspire you in your ethic? How does it inspire you in your art? How does it inspire you in your life? As we contemplate, rest, and reflect, let us experience the beauty of the musical response. Big parade, every independent 
this day. You can raise up your own flame, sing your own anthem. It'll ring out in the air with the other anthems there. To the winds of the earth declare, all the world is one. All the world is one. Go and ask Buddha when he's sitting under the tree. Go ask Walt Whitman when he's looking out at the sea. Ask Alan Shepard when he's standing up on the moon, staring at that pearl of Ask an atom in the breath you take. Ask the water by the river bank. Ask a strand of DNA. Written in your blood, one life running in your veins, one life, one big bang. You can try and separate it. All the world is one. All the world is one. Go and ask Buddha when he's sitting under the tree. Ask. Up on Tinker Creek. Ask Alan Shepard, standing up on the moon, staring at that pearl of blue. You can take an outbound train, try to make a getaway. You can ride out like John Wayne into the city. Earthlings don't leave town, they just go around and round Till they figure out all the world is one All the world is one All the world is one Thanks, WES. Thanks so much. Oh, and thank you, Peter. Wonderful music. And thanks, Lynn, for very thought-provoking platform today. Um, I see a number of people have already weighed in in the chat with their thoughts in response to the platform. Uh, I will try to get to as many of them as I can. Uh, Rich Reese has a couple. He notes that applied science, as also known as engineering, uh, gives humanity the unique opportunities to do harm these days through global climate change or to use science and technology to counter adverse climate change. It's a two-edged sword. Uh, Judy Myers says, what inspires me is Peter Mayer and his music. It's what I consider spiritual music. Yeah. Uh, Rich also notes, Let's, lest we forget, humanity also stands at the junction of nuclear annihilation or stepping back from the brink. 
Elaine Park says, the harmony and order of science is my north star, knowing that we, come, that we come together better when we live our daily 1440 minutes in harmony with all, and that harmony is not perfect. It is a delicate, balanced interchange. Um, Matrice, uh, again, the breath of time in the universe matter less than our own time in the earth, okay? Uh, Julie Drizzen, wow, perfect lyrics, what a gift today. Peter Bishop, when I see the fantastic problems that we have solved partly through science, I see reason to hope that we can address the biggest problems that face us. Uh, thanks to Lynn for quoting Amanda Gorman, wasn't that fabulous? Uh, Rajesh, the combination of science and humanism is inspiring and humbling. Michael Dimian, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, science is not unique to humans. As Richard Powers writes in The Overstory, the world depends on so many different species, each a nutty experiment. Thank you. Trang, I love to hear reasons why things are the way they are, the etiology of life's processes, so I appreciate science for providing some of those answers. Shirley Storm says, as an artist, I'm fascinated by nature, the beauty of a flower, or the delicacy of rust inspire me. Interesting. Hadn't thought of rust that way, but yes, I, I, I get it. Julie says, what about science inspires me, the beauty and variety of the natural world, how science offers both answers, excuse me, and invites questions, the balance between what is knowable and what is mysterious. Uh, Peter again, Lynn's talk reminds me that the feelings of awe as we think about science can lead us to think about problems that science knows are very distant in the future. We need to do a better job of identifying the sequence of the problems that science knows we will face in the billions of years to come. Maceo <laughs> Thomas sending me uh, blessings for my sneeze, thank you. Um, Hannah Uri, honestly, I'd forgotten that the sun will eventually die, so I had a minor freak out about that. Yeah, eventually, um, a few billion years from now, but uh, Maybe we have other things to focus on in the meantime. Uh, Maceo says, I love that we can use science to learn how things work. Yeah, <laughs> luckily probably won't be in my lifetime. Not unless we get really good at life extension. All right, well, thank you everyone for your contributions. Uh, appreciate uh, how much you've added to the morning's experience together. Oh, okay, one more person weighing in, John Dakin. I'm inspired not only by the hard sciences, but also by the social sciences of psychology, sociology, and anthropology. Good point, John. All right, um, I'm gonna move on now. Just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we split the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. As we prepare for the collection, I would like to repeat our welcome to visitors. We invite you to be our guests today, uh, not to feel pressured by the collection. We appreciate each person's generous giving as they're able. And this month, half of our offering is dedicated to the Food Justice Initiative, which distributes food and essential products to struggling families in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. FJI began as part of the Sanctuary DMV Network, which Wes has participated in for four years. The pandemic has raged through immigrant and working class communities in our area, 
And in response, FJI has provided tens of thousands of time critical meals to our neighbors in Langley Park, Silver Spring, Northern Virginia, and DC. In November alone, FJI distributed 70,000 pounds of produce through its partner, the Capital Area Food Bank. Uh, the organization is all volunteer, FJI is all volunteer, so every dollar received goes directly to food for our neighbors, many of whom have been left out of government COVID relief efforts. It's going to be a long winter, so please give generously to those who need it most. You'll see we have a gift by text option. Uh, you can use the number on the screen for that, and you can also make donations through our uh, button at the Ethical Society website, ethicalsociety.org. We will now receive your gifts and the gift of music from, I'm guessing, Peter Mayer again. I was born the son of storms, brother of the sea. There are shards of ancient stars inside my hands and feet. Old mountains know me, old stones can tell my story. And wolf and moon and sun and moon call me family. Cars and roads have shot me so I cannot feel the earth. The city's hum steals me from the cradle of my birth. And creeds loudly spoken tell me earth is not my home. Till I'm cut off and all but lost in this modern world. Whisper the blades of grass 
Thank you so much to the many people who helped create this morning's time together, uh, especially our guest musician, Peter Mayer, and our interim music coordinator, Leah Morris, and accompanist, Aaron Hill. Thanks to Maceo Thomas, our membership coordinator, and Robin Kravitz for communication support and hosting our coffee hour. Thanks also to tech host, Sonia Coopers, and a special metaphorical standing ovation to Jen Watson, who has been providing our platform slides for several years now and is stepping down as of today. <clears throat> Her work has been inspiring and informing us and it's just been fabulous effort. And I realize she is going to be a tough act to follow, but you know, this is your opportunity to bring your eye for beautiful and powerful images to the benefit of the community. You can make a major contribution to Sunday platforms without saying a word or even singing a word. So if you are interested, please get in touch with uh, Lynn and uh, Jen would be happy to show you the ropes of the technical end of things. Thanks to all who are leading and supporting our work in the week to come. At the conclusion of platform, please join us for virtual coffee hour. Once we're in the Zoom coffee hour space, we'll divide into groups. We're back to random breakout groups today, uh, hoping to choose, hoping to use the choose your own uh, breakout group on the third Sunday of each month. To get to coffee hour after closing word, point your browser to tiny.cc slash West Coffee Hour. A uh, reminder for middle and high school youth. There is a youth group meeting at noon today for a discussion about civic engagement and community action. Please contact team coordinator Linda Irizari, sorry, Irizari. I'll get it right one of these days. Sorry, Linda, uh, for details. Uh, for those who've been joining with us for some time and want to engage more deeply in our community, if you're not a member yet, a path to membership program cohort begins January 31st at 1 p.m. And if I am not mistaken, that is next Sunday. That's correct. Next Sunday, Maceo can tell you all about it. Speaking of next Sunday, Wes will not have our own platform then. Instead, we will join other ethical culture societies from around the country 
for a shared platform at 11 p.m. Let's meet our ethical culture neighbors as we hear a panel of thinkers discuss magical thinking, rational discourse, and repairing the foundations of democracy. We will have our own coffee hour following the shared platform. Um, we have opportunities for West members and friends to connect virtually during the week, including support meetings and discussion groups. You can find the details for those at our calendar at ethicalsociety.org. Finally, thank you for being here with us today. Let's enjoy together our closing song of the month performed by interim music coordinator Leah Morris and some singers from the West Chorus accompanied by Aaron Hill. If we can learn what it means to really love ourselves, then we can learn to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And we can live in harmony, see ourselves as a family. This is my prayer for humanity. That we respect our women and protect our girls. That they feel safe in every corner of the world. That we can live in harmony, see ourselves as a family. This is my prayer for humanity. Loving every boy as, as if he were his, his only son. That we can live in harmony, see ourselves as a family. This is my prayer for humanity. That we know that nobody really wins a war and every leader knows what power is really for that we can live in harmony see ourselves as a family this is my prayer for humanity Feel these words all across the world That every man, woman, boy, and girl Will feel these words all across the world This is my prayer For, for humanity Gorgeous song. 
Uh, I want to correct a couple of misstatements that I made. Apparently, I said next week's platform would be at 11 p.m. No, <laughs> just 11 a.m., a little later than our usual 1030 time, but not that much later. And also, uh, I referred to Jen having served as our slide coordinator and generator for several years. Turns out that's been more than a decade. So time flies when you're having fun. Thank you again to Jen for all her wonderful work for us. Okay, closing words now. I invite you to join me as you see the words on the screen. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding and commitment, finding imagination and resolve in this community for our hearts and for our quest for a better world. Again, please join us for coffee hour uh, you'll find the link on the slide or in the chat. And again, the address is tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. Hope you all have a wonderful week and I'll look forward to seeing you in coffee hour today and in next uh, Sunday. And again, if you're new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator at uh, that's macyot at ethicalsociety.org. You can see that address in the chat also. So uh, thanks very much for joining us and have a great week. Take care.